We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oklahoma City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga University. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie-to-rookie action. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough. Step back. Gets up the shot. Bakes This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast coming to you live Wednesday, July 20th. We are brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. I'm your host, Jacob Niffin. Got my guy, Nick Crane, with me tonight. Wish we were in the Blue Wire studio. Nick, I know. We got spoiled. We did. Two Two episodes in the studio. Now I'm back in my office at the house. Just not the same. I don't have like 15 cameras around me, you know. The lighting's not good. We just don't look good. I know. It's uh I mean, you speak for yourself, buddy, but <laughs> no. Um Nick, there there's been some thunder news that has come out recently. I figured we'd dive into a little bit of that. Um kind of get our thoughts on a few things. Let's just let's just get started. Let's dive right into it. Let's not beat around the bush here. First up, the Thunder have signed Kenrich Williams to an extension. It's a four-year, $27.2 million deal. It does not start this season. This season, my guy is making like $2 million. He's on a very, very cheap deal. This extension will kick in in the 2023-2024 season. We do not know the structure of the deal as far as like, is it front-loaded? Is it a flat rate? Is it raises over time? What we do know, however, per Joe Masato of the Oklahoman, is that the fourth year is a team option. So the Thunder saved a little bit of flexibility on the back end. Nick, my first question for you, just what are your thoughts on re-upping with Kenrich? So he's now in Oklahoma City for at least four, possibly five more years. And just the terms of that deal. Yeah, it's a good one for both sides. I think uh, from Kenny's point of view, um, like he was a throw in in, a, in the Steven Adams trade a couple of years ago. Like he literally got that three year, $6 million contract along with two other guys, like just to match salary. 
Um, fast forward, now he's making almost $28 million in four years. Like he's happy that Thunder got him on a pretty team friendly deal, um, which will set him up to either A, retire in Oklahoma City potentially, like he's talked about multiple times, or B, like his, his trade value is now higher because mm-hmm. rather than being a $2 million rental, he is now a guy that's making $2 million and then has four more years on a good deal. And, and I had a couple people mention like he's making almost six or I think it's like six and a half million dollars a year. Like what if he ends up just being like a, a two year hit and now he sucks. It's like, okay, it's still very, 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 very minimal money. Like if Kenny hustled towards ACL the next four years, it's not that much money. It's like, it's a no brainer for both sides. I Nick, you and I, I think kind of, we think similarly when it comes to contracts in the NBA dollar amount. I don't care because it's not my money, right? I look at it more as the percentage hit against the salary cap. If that deal was kicking in like today, I believe this coming up season for the NBA, I I think the salary cap is at one, right around 115. If I'm correct there, that would make Kenrich's deal um, like less than 7% of the salary cap. I think it's actually like 125. So less than that. And then you consider that when this deal actually does kick in a year from now, there's going to be a new collective bargaining agreement. There's going to be a new television deal, new money, new television revenue. The league made more money than they've ever made in a single calendar year last year. That CBA, the salary cap is going to climb. And so as this contract moves on, we're talking like four, five percent of the salary cap. That is an absolute steal. Like depending on how high the the salary cap gets, this might be slightly above a minimum. Yeah. I mean, if he is on the Thunder long term and like plays out this contract and they're contending in three to four years or like like breaking through that plane of being a playoff team again, like you see it every year that the thunder more than any team had no success in free agency, getting like those, those marginal fringe pieces that just kind of bump you up a little bit. We've seen the Sixers this off season. We've seen all these, these contending teams like make these moves that like they're not acquiring superstars in free agency or via trade, but they're, they're getting guys that make them marginally better that could help win a playoff game in a series that gets them through. Like K rich could be that guy and he's going to be on a tiny little deal. Like he could be, he could be somebody that we look back and say he's worth double, triple what he's making at this point. 100% at the trade deadline this past season, gosh, five months ago. Now we were on this show and we talked about Kenrich Williams is probably in every team's eight man playoff rotation in the league, save maybe like the Warriors um, maybe the Boston Celtics, the two teams that went to the finals, like he would have played 30 minutes for the Los Angeles Lakers last year. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, he would play in Denver. He would play in Miami. Even, and- even golden state and Boston situationally, like he's a guy that gives you more versatility and, and I mean, he, he could play the four for you if he needed to. Exactly. He, he really plays two through four. Yeah. So that's where my next question comes in, Nick. He's around for the long term now. He's talked about how he wants to retire in Oklahoma City. We'll see if that comes to fruition or not. 
but I think there is something to guys wanting to be in Oklahoma City and Oklahoma City keeping those guys, Kenrich Williams, uh, Lou Dort, uh, Chet Holmgren has Mike talked Muscala. about how Mike Muscala, all these different types of guys. Kenny's a little bit older. I think he's definitely the the veteran, the leader in the locker room. Uh, Coach has talked a lot about that. But there are a lot of players that kind of fit into that. I'm just going to call them the wink, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're not primary ball handlers. They're not bigs. So we're just going to call them wings. Wiggins, Kenrich Williams, J-Dub, Darius Baisley, Alexei Pokashevsky, Usman Jang. Like there's a large contingency of like all these different types of players in that pool. Is Kenrich eventually going to get squeezed out because of developmental minutes and guys that have higher ceilings? Or is this a guy that you see for the next four years being in the nightly rotation, being in a playoff rotation for the Thunder? If he gets squeezed out, it's a good thing. That means some of these wings you've mentioned have like emerged and are good enough to squeeze him out. Cause that, that's, that's not going to be easy to do. Like maybe next year when the team is not trying as hard to win games late in the season or whatever it might be, you're going to prioritize developmental minutes. But if this team is, is in the playoffs three years from now and he's getting squeezed out of the rotation, that means some like J-Dub has to be a baller at that point if he's getting squeezed out or Usman has, has come a long way. Um, so I think if he's squeezed out, it's not a bad thing, but I don't see him being squeezed out developmentally unless some of these guys are coming up. And then at that point, if you're going to squeeze them out of the rotation, you just trade them, which is he's very tradable. Totally agree. Last thing on Kenrich Williams, Nick. Um, he is like the ultimate like high floor plug and play kind of guy. Um, I think that he's going to play a lot for Oklahoma City this year. Uh, looking at his stats... So basketball, we, we tweeted something about this with like Shay and Lou and Josh, but basketball reference has their next season projection stats up. I want to, I'm going to give you a number uh, for some of the major stats for Kenrich Williams. And I want you to guess over or under. Okay. And these are projections. All right. First off for his projected points for next season. Let's place the over under at nine and a half. Under. Basketball reference has it at 12.5. That is rich. That is a lot. I agree. This is another kind of crazy one to me. Field goal attempts, 7.5. Under. They have them at 10 and a half. What? I know he, the most field goal attempts he's ever taken um, for a season 6.5 last year. My, my only issue with these first two, what the reason I'm going under is because last, I mean, lots center, of mouths to feed. Yeah. Last year center was like the clear position of need, but the wing was also starving. And Kenrich was like one of the only true wings on this team. Mm-hmm. And he still wouldn't take that many shots. Yep. Total rebounds. Uh, for reference, his highest number of total rebounds per game, um, he averaged 4.8 in the 2018-2019 season with the Pelicans. 
So let's put the over under at five even. I'll take the over on that one. They have them at 7.2 total rebounds. What? Oh, this is per 36, though. Oh, it is. It is. It is. I'm sorry. But so, yeah, that's that looking a lot crazier. Kenny Hustle's busting the algorithm if that's his. <laughs> so, that's a great, awesome podcasting here. For reference, <laughs> the 12.5 points, uh, his per 36 last year were 12.2. Okay. Okay. The field goal attempts, I told you they were 10 and a half. The per 36 last year were 10.6. So, that's slightly down. The rebounds, 7.2. Last year's per 36 was 7.4, so that's slightly down. His per 36 assists. Mm-hmm. Last year, they were 3.6. Mm-hmm. You want to go over or under on that number, 3.6? Under. I feel like it's a lot of ball handlers. They have it at even. Mm. 3.6 again. Okay. So no change. Last season, he shot 33.9% from three. You're going over or under on that? I think, so So the season before was his bonkers year. Last mm-hmm. year was way down. I think he's somewhere in the middle. What was it the year before? 41, 42? 40, 44.4% 40, oh, the year Jesus. before. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go, I mean, it, it isn't over. I'm going to go 36.2 this year. Nick, what thirty six point three? Oh, so good guess. That, that season you talked about, um, not this previous season, but the year before that, the forty four percent from three. The craziest part of that to me is he shot forty four percent from three and fifty seven percent from the free throw line. He's a bad free throw shooter. Um, That's weird. Give us, give us his three point percentages the two seasons before coming to Oklahoma City. I remember them being horrific. Three point percentage. Um, he shot 4.2 attempts a game in 2019 20. Uh, he played in 39 games as well. Uh, that was 26%. Mm. And then the season before that, his technically his rookie year at age 24, the 18 19 season, he took 5.2 a game. That's a lot. And he shot 33%. Oof. So that 44% is That's definitely an outlier. outlier. Yeah. Big outlier. All right. So, Anything else you want to touch on with Kenrich Williams? Life-changing money for Kenny. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, We talked about it. it's a great deal for the Thunder. The storyline for Kenrich Williams is awesome. You know, he's he's going to grind it his way. You talked about it. He got signed strictly so his money would, would match for a Steven Adams trade. And now he's going to be in Oklahoma City, at least under contract with Oklahoma City for seven years. Who, I think we're all kind of, at this point turned off to the late first round pick. Like Oklahoma state has a million of them. Mm -hmm. It's like if, if Milwaukee called and said, we'll give you next year's first for Kenny this point, I'm like, nah, who is a, who is a player like a younger player that makes sense? Like no one's going to send you Tyler hero for Kenny, but a a young player that makes sense that you'd be like, you know what? I I'm willing to give up Kenny for that guy. That is a difficult question. Also, my dog is barking in the background. I apologize to the listeners. Um, I'm pulling up the draft right now. Let me see. Okay. A young player, Jarrett Culver's is not enough for Kenny. I agree. I don't think. Jackson Hayes? That's a good one. 
Rui Hachimura. I would do that. PJ Washington, I would do. PJ Washington was another one. Yeah. Um, I think Nikhil Alexander-Walker is selling too low at this point. You would agree. Nos Little. Yeah. Nos Little from Portland is an interesting one. Only thing that scares me with some of these guys is their extension ready. Yep. Do you want to pay one of those guys that you're like, oh, maybe they're younger. Like, do you want to give PJ 14 mil or do you want to give Kenny, you know, six and a half? Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, Nick, some more thunder news that came out recently. Official today, actually, Jermichael Green has been bought out and waived by the Oklahoma City Thunder. He plans to sign a contract with the Golden State Warriors after he clears waivers because nobody is going to pick him up off of waivers. So he plans to sign with the Warriors. First question on this one. Was there just no trades available? Probably. I mean, it wasn't like he was on some super, super cheap deal. Like he was a guy that that made halfway decent money for a veteran of his age. Um, I do think he has value across the league, but outside Taylor and I talked about this. We got lunch today when I was in Oklahoma City. Um, outside of getting like a fake second round pick for him, like one of those 55, um, plus protected, like I just like, like he has value in the league, obviously like he's going to go play for golden state, but I don't think anyone was willing to give up anything, even halfway substantial for him. I think a lot of thunder fans were hoping that the OKC would be able to trade him for something, but here's the thing. You got the asset when he traded for him, Right. I think Thunder fans, to some extent, their expectations are a little warped mm-hmm. due to oh. like Chris Paul and Al Horford. Mm-hmm. You don't trade for a guy at the beginning of the summer, and it's a salary dump so you can get an asset and then trade them before they ever play again and then get an asset for trading yeah. them away as well. Like, and And like... I would imagine he goes to Golden State on a minimum. I don't know if that's oh, yeah. been reported, but like him on a minimum if there's, there's, no, there's no way it's more than a minimum with how much golden state's paying no no and if if he was on a three million dollar deal i think oklahoma city could have got a second rounder for him mm-hmm. but no one's giving you a second rounder to pay him eight point with 8.2 8.6 something like that yeah and my expectation is the buyout number is just going to be whatever his salary yeah. this year was minus yeah. the minimum yeah, right 100%. That that's typically how that works 100 percent Nick, is this is is the Jamichael Green scenario here? He gets bought out, he gets waived, he goes and signs with somebody else. Is this what we should expect with Derek Favors as well? Yes. Because I, I, I think for a lot of players who accept a buyout, I, I don't know this for sure. Okay, but this is my educated guess. How this process typically works would be Oklahoma City engages Jermichael Green's agent and says, hey, we're not going to bring him in. We don't want him to play for us. We will agree to a contract buyout. You guys go talk to the rest of the league. Find a team that wants you. Whenever you find a team and you have a deal, come back to us. We'll do the buyout, and then you can immediately jump on that team. I think that's probably how the buyout process in the NBA works. So should we expect that with Derek Favors? And is there a team out there that when the Thunder say, hey, go find a team, when you find them, let us know, come back, we'll do the buyout, and you can go join your new team. Is there a market out there 
for Derek Favors on the minimum? Yeah, I, I think there's a team out there that would take him. Um, Denver, like last year, they tried out Boogie Cousins at the backup big. I don't know. They may have signed somebody in the offseason. I haven't kept up super close with Denver. I don't. I don't think they signed anybody to back up Jokic. He could be okay, um, but he's making more than Jamichael. So, like, if he gets traded, it's going to be for another bad contract. Like, I could see OKC trading his. I think it's ten point two million for a guy that makes, I don't know, eleven plus a second. And the guy that's making 11 is worse than favors. And it's like, you're swapping, swapping bad contracts for, um, to a team that would prefer favors over the guy they're, they're sending out. Yeah. Or you trade favors and his 10 million, 10.2 million to a team for a guy that's making 11 this year, but has two or three more years yeah. left on his contract, which I'm not a fan of. Neither am I. I, even though we've seen them sign Dort, we've seen them sign Kenrich Williams. They've signed all their draft picks. I think they still want to keep the books relatively clean mm -hmm. for next year. Um, I mean, they only have one first round pick next year as well. So that's only, only adding one guaranteed contract. I don't see them doing a trade like that. I think the most likely scenario here is what happened with Jermichael green happens to Derek favors in the next couple of weeks. Who's, who's your team. If, if we got a notification that said Derek favors is getting bought out by the thunder, he intends on signing with blank. Hmm, I'd have to look at teams that need bigs. Denver was an interesting one. Um, Milwaukee? Mil Milwaukee is an interesting one. I was going to say Phoenix, but they kind of found their their backup big. Uh, in, um, um, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting the guy's name? Uh, Biombo? Yeah, Biz they have Bismack Biombo, and they brought in JaVale McGee, but JaVale McGee went somewhere Dallas. else. Um, Blaine Buchanan in the chat says Philly could be an option. Uh, does Philly have a backup center right now? No, last year it was Drummond, right? Uh, yeah. He's and then they Chicago tried now. Drummond. He was a free agent, went to Chicago. Yeah. Um, wasn't, didn't they trade Drummond in the, in the James Harden deal? Oh, you're right at the end of the season. Yeah. And then they brought in another one of the old recycled, doesn't do much for you centers. Was it DeAndre? They tried him for a little bit, I think. Yeah. Um, I was kind of thinking Miami. I don't know if uh, who their backup center is. Maybe they could use a bigger body. Uh, Bryant Diaz in the chat says the Clippers. The Clippers right now have Ivaka Zubat. And I think that's it. I think they signed or they, they drafted a center, but they want more guys that are ready to compete right now. So that could be an option. So I, there's probably a market out there for a minimum contract for, sure. for favors. For sure. for sure. Is Nick, if you had to guess, is that the next shoe to fall for OKC is the favor stuff? Yeah. Cause I, I think with, I think the other three names we talk about for roster crunch is Ty Teo and Veet. I think all three of them deserve the opportunity to, um, compete in camp favors. There's nothing he's going to show in camp that makes you change your mind. Like just get 100%. it over with. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I'm with you there. They are going to bring those three younger guys into camp and let them compete. Um, and then make a decision kind of like what they did with, uh, with Kenrich Williams and Frank Jackson. You remember that? Yep. That was, uh, everyone wanted to keep Frank Jackson over Kenny hustle. Yep.
Turns out Sam Presti a little smarter than the rest of us, huh? Per usual. Anything else on Jermichael Green? No, but there is one more contract that I think is, is interesting. We don't need to touch on it for longer than a few seconds, but I found it not it wasn't surprising, but Jay Will on the four-year deal, the only the first two years are guaranteed. Third and fourth years are not, and then the fourth year is a team option. Mm-hmm. That just that's that's a good sign because if he's clearly not working out, you can cut ties and say, darn, we spent a 34 pick on him. You know? Yeah. I think that's the exact same contract that Lou Dort had. I think it is the same one that Aaron Wiggins is on as well. I think you're right on Wiggins. I don't remember because Dort's was a little bit different because he was undrafted two-way. Yeah, you, maybe you're right. I think I think they were similar. I think it was the first two years fully guaranteed after that. But no, because Lou's deal is only like one point something. In the first, I guess maybe because of salary cap inflation. Yeah, the salary cap's gone up and it's, maybe it's based so. off a of percentage. Maybe so. It's they're if they're not the same contract, they are very, very similar in structure. Yeah. And this is kind of what Oklahoma City likes to do with their their second round guys. If we bring you in immediately, you get that contract. Yeah. If we put you on a two way, you can earn yourself that contract. Mm-hmm. But it is very low risk for the team. Does it, it not feel sense. like does it not feel like the better move would have been Jalen J J Will on a a two way see a Lindy Waters? Like, or see a, see a Eugene. Yeah. It's one I less w- roster spot you have to worry I about. I bet that was something that they discussed at the draft. Hey, we want to take you at 34. And they probably said, well, if you're taking us that high, we want a, a guaranteed contract, not a two-way. Mm. Right. Or, or uh, if you're going to put us on a two-way, we don't want to come to you. We want to, we'll go 38 and get a guaranteed contract from the Wizards or whatever. I just said, too bad, so sad, come play on a two-way or go to Spain. Or I would have said, there's plenty of other guys we'll take a 34 seed. Yeah. It's, not like I, he was, I, it's not like he was some lottery projected guy that fell to 34 that has leverage. Yeah. Like 34 is probably taking him kind of high. Well, and a lot of players and agents will do that in the second round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lou, Lou Dort Lou had Dort, the option yeah. to get yeah. drafted in the second round and said, no, nah, I'd rather choose my team, yeah. right? Yeah. Tur- turned out pretty well for him as well. Nick, next up, we have regular season over-unders out. I forget who posted this. NBA Bets, I think, is the one who uh, sent out the the numbers for regular season wins for next season. I forget what sports book it is from. Um, I'm not going to take the time to dig and find that right now. But they have the Oklahoma City Thunder at 25 and a half wins for next season. What are your thoughts on that number? Feels very low. The very, I mean, it's what two wins more than last year. I believe they won 24 games last year. So yeah. it's yeah. One and a half. Yeah. You have to win two more to, to be over. Mm-hmm. That seems considering nobody played. That seems pretty low. If you had to choose an over under number for the thunder right now, where would you put it at? Um, we discussed this in another pod. Don't remember the number I said, so I could be contradicting myself. My gut tells me 31 and a half is what it should be at. Interesting. Yeah. I, I would assume closer to 30, maybe it's like 29 and a half. And as we get close to the season, maybe those numbers start to shift. Um, you know what this tells me? Hmm. Vegas thinks the Victor tank's going to be way 
way worse than we think it might be. Everyone's saying, well, Oklahoma City's kind of got their core. They're not going to like intentionally tank if they end up fifth in the lottery. Well, Vegas is saying, no, we know Sam Presti better than that. That's interesting. There's another team at 25 and a half. That would be the Indiana Pacers. Do you see the Thunder on level playing field with Indiana this season? They're a weird one because like I, I see them making moves still that makes them hard to like I don't think they're gonna be good. Um but they still got some solid players. Like they still have guys that are older, more experienced, that can contribute to winning, that they're talking about sending out, but have not yet sent out. Mm-hmm. Um that said, like they they do feel at the same level as Oklahoma City, so I guess that does line up. If you're going to put them at twenty five five, might as well put in D two. I think the Thunder maybe like on paper better than Indiana next season, but I think moving down the down the road two, three, four years, I don't think it's close. Personally, um, I mean, and I. I'm a huge Tyrese Halliburton fan. I really like Ben Matherin. But besides that, they just don't have much to work with. I mean, if they land the number one pick, I that's think true. That changes your answer. That's true. That is very true. There's only one team below Oklahoma City, and that would be the San Antonio Spurs at 23 and a half, two games below. What are your thoughts on that? That's Taylor and I also talked about this at lunch. Like, Pop is a fantastic coach as we all know pop's not there to intentionally lose games but this roster's bad yeah and like, i think a purtle trade is coming yeah purtle trade probably coming they let lonnie walker go They're they did cool. re-up with keldon they did re-up with keldon they let Dejounte go like is keldon their best player yes that is not I think unequivocally yes unless is, you want to consider purtle good purtle's mm-hmm. not i don't even think purtle's that good I think yeah, he's I, extremely overrated. He, I think he's a good defender. Not going to give you much offensively. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Like Keldon Johnson is their best player. Keldon Johnson is good. How, how much better is Keldon Johnson than Lou Dort? That's not good, much. That's a good question. I don't watch a lot of Keldon Johnson. Not much. So. He's he's better offensively, not as good defensively. But I don't think, and his contract reflects it. He's a million and a half a year, two million a year better than Lou Dort. Mm-hmm. If that's your best player, you're going to be really freaking bad. And you don't have a Chet Holmgren coming in. You don't have an up-and-coming Josh Giddy. Got Josh Primo. Got Josh Primo, and you got Devin Vassell. Malachi Branham. Yeah, you got Blake Wesley. Blake, yeah, but like those those are all guys that were late lottery to mid-first-round guys that do not have anywhere near the upside that Chet and Josh have. Yep. I agree. Just not not a good team. I think the Spurs will be worse than Oklahoma City this year. Do you think they'll be worse than Houston? Well, there's the interesting one because I told you there's only one team lower than Oklahoma City because Houston's over-under is at 27.5, two games above (sighs) Oklahoma City and um, four games above the Spurs. That is a bold take to me. A very bold take. Bold enough, Nick, that we're going to do a little segment over this, right? These over-unders think that the Houston Rockets, not the future, right now, this season, 
are going to be better than the Oklahoma City Thunder. So let's put our money where our mouth is. I have you and I kind of behind the scenes here have a list of pretty much every player for Oklahoma City and for Houston. We are going to draft from that list to build. You're going to build your team. I'm going to build my team. Let's go nine guys a piece. Okay. Five starters, four off the bench that we are building for this coming season to win as many games as possible. This isn't for the future. This isn't a rebuild team. This is how many games can I win next season? So 18 players are being taken. Correct. Okay. And then we both have it pulled up on a dock behind the scenes here. Uh, And I've got the first pick, right? Sure. You can take the first pick, Nick. All right. It's going to be SGA. I think that is unequivocally the correct answer. Shea Gilgis Alexander is the best player on either one of these teams. You got to keep track of your team. I'm not taking, keeping track of your team. All right. Okay. So you have SGA. I am going to take, I think this one's pretty easy for me. I'm going Jalen Green. Okay. I'm, I'm going to put go, his name down. I'm going to go. Rockets fans would say, Shangun. I'm going to go Chet Holmgren. Okay. You are taking Chet. He is off the board. I'm taking Josh Giddy. I like that pick. I think that makes the most sense next here. I'm going to go Jabari. Jabari Smith Jr. That's a good pick. I have, I basically have my backcourt right here in green and Giddy. Um, I am going to take, again, this is, we're trying to win next season, right? I'm taking Eric Gordon. Okay. I got the team of G's green, giddy and Gordon. I'm going to go Lugans Dort. Oh shit. I for, totally forgot to take Lou. We're moving too fast. That's a really good pick. So what's your team so far? Good. SGA, Lou, Jabari, and Chet. Jeez, yeah, it's a good team. All right, I have Green, Giddy, and Gordon. Any other G names? On, or a lot of G names, I'm screwing. Garrison Matthews. <laughs> I will, next, I will take... I need some defense. I need some toughness. We already talked about him in the pod. I'm taking Kenrich Williams here. Oh, not where I was expecting you to go. Where'd you expect me to go? Uh, I thought you were going to go Tari Eason. Oh, okay. Uh, No, I can't have like 30 turnovers a game. (laughs) I need... Oof. I got two guards, two forward wings, slash maybe center. I'll do the the Shengun pick. I'm so glad you as took him. As overrated as I think he is. I'm so glad you took him. Um, okay, so your first five are now who? Uh, SGA, Lou, Jabari, Chet, Shengun. Very good. All right. I have Green, Giddy, Gordon, Kenrich Williams. My next pick is going to be... This is kind of difficult for me. 
I've got some really good shooters. So let's take Tari Eason here. Nice. Um, I'm not playing a traditional, at least so far, I don't have a traditional big man, uh, but I have an interesting team going. All right, your turn. KPJ. Kevin Porter Jr. Triple doubles off the bench. Let's hope he doesn't uh, walk out on your team. <laughs> okay, I'm kind of looking at possibly bench guys now as well. I'm taking Jeremiah Robinson Earl. I just said I don't have a traditional big. Well, now I got JRE and Eason. I've got fundamental and bad out of hell. Uh, I kind of like that that combo there. This is pick seven for you. Mm -hmm. This is going to sound crazy. There's a lot of guys left on this list. Mm-hmm. That are so like so before you make the pick, I'm going to tell the listeners who we have left. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is all just alphabetical. Darius Baisley, Sterling Brown, Marquise Chris, Josh Christopher, Usman Jang, Trey Mann, Kenyon Martin Jr., Garrison Matthews, Mike Muscala, Alexei Pokashevsky, Jayshon Tate, Ty Ty Washington, Aaron Wiggins, and J-Dub. So there's several guys in that list that have NBA reps and have contributed to winning, yada, 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 yada. I just think J-Dub's going to be freaking phenomenal. I'm with you. I do not blame you taking him there at all. That was pick seven for you, right? That is correct. All right. So I have Jalen Green, Josh Giddy, Aaron Gordon, Kenrich Williams, Tari Eason, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. So I'm probably starting Green, Giddy, Gordon, Williams and JRE. Eason is my first guy off the bench. I kind of want a little more size, a little more got that dog in him kind of guy. I'm debating here, Nick, between Darius Baisley and Jay Sean Tate. <clears throat> mm, you think they both have dog in them? I think Jay Sean does. <laughs> that, that's who I'm taking. Okay. You talked me into it. So I got Jay Sean Tate on my bench now. Deshaun Tate and Tari Eason isn't going to be pretty, but it's going to be chaotic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pick number eight for you, yeah? Mm -hmm. I'm going to go Josh Christopher. I was wondering if he would come off the board. Okay. You got Josh Christopher as pick number eight. Now I am on to pick eight. Um, For winning games next season. I'm taking Bays. I was considering him instead of Josh, so that's a good good pick. Your last selection, you got Sterling hmm. Brown, Marquise Chris, Usman Jang, Trey Mann, Kenya Martin Jr., Garrison Matthews, Mike Muscala, Alexei Pokashevsky, Ty Ty Washington, Aaron Wiggins. God, I think we all know Mike's like the biggest contributor towards winning, but it's not a fun pick. Yeah. Um... I think this guy has a long way to go, but he's a really underrated passer. I don't know if confidently he's the best player on this list for winning games next year, but given he's the ninth guy on my roster, I don't necessarily like need a guy that does everything. 
I think Ty Ty Washington in a, in this certain role could be actually really, really key. Okay. Ty Ty is off the board. My last selection for winning games next year. I'm taking Aaron Wiggins. I like it. All right, Nick, tell the people who your team is. Uh, Shea Lou, Jabari Chet, Shangoon as starters. Off the bench, extremely guard heavy, but a lot of guys that can do things with the ball. KPJ, J-Dub, Josh Christopher, Ty Ty Washington. Nice. My team is Jalen Green, Josh Giddy, Eric Gordon, Kenrich Williams, Tari Eason, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Jayshon Tate, Darius Baisley, and Aaron Wiggins. So we should post these rosters on the on the Twitter feed and let people vote on who had the better roster. Oh, that'd be fun. Uh, I think yours wins automatically. Uh, but you have one, two, three. You have four Thunder players of your nine. I have one, two, three, four, five thunder players so we're even nine and nine let down the middle does that surprise you um no because like here's the thing with the rockets when you lay players out individually they have good talented players they just don't fit well yeah so it, so it didn't really surprise me that they had nine guys get taken and like it wouldn't surprise me if they had 10 or 11 when also, when you look at the top end talent, I think of the five best players on both of these teams combined. I think three of them reside in Oklahoma City. SGA, Josh, and Chet. Yeah, right. And where you could almost argue. Lou. Whereas Houston, oh, that's true. Whereas Houston has Jalen Green, and hopefully Jabari Smith Jr. Right. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, I would say for the top six for sure, OKC. For sure. And and that's where I think it really matters, right? Yeah. Is at the top. Like, we split nine and nine. Ty Ty Washington, Jay Sean Tate aren't really doing much for me. I also think it's interesting, too. The top is more important, but when you look at who's left that didn't get drafted... Would you rather have a back into the rotation of Trey Mann, Usman Jang, Poku, and Wiggins, or Sterling Brown, Marquise Chris, KJ Martin, and Garrison Matthews? Definitely the Thunder. Yeah. Definitely the Thunder. Right. And I don't know, when you look at these teams, not just for this upcoming season, but pushing forward. The Thunder own the Houston Rockets picks. So Houston, what they have now and what they get next year, it's kind of just what they got. Unless they continue to be very, very, very low, like top. Four. Oh, yeah. And then land top four picks. Yeah. You know, you kind of hope Houston is where this betting site has them. Yeah. That Versus was having the worst record. Pick five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um, I also think another thing that really comes into play here, at least for me, ownership, front office, and coaching. I feel like the Thunder, and, and I'm biased, but I feel like the Thunder have 
very much aligned front office ownership and coaching. Uh, There's a very clear plan. There's a very clear direction. Houston, I don't get that vibe as much. I like their GM. I don't know about coach. I see a lot of Rockets people complaining about Steven Silas and never. I definitely don't like their owner. Yeah, the owner's a cheap something idiot. Yeah, uh, but I do like I do like GM. I think I think that the coach and the owner could could be better. Yeah. So if we're looking at organizational fit, I just like the Thunder better than the Rockets next year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Rockets have been the worst team in the league the past two years. Yeah. And and get no flack for it. Exactly. You always hear about how awful the Thunder are tanking. Let's let's take a look down south, right? All right, Nick, before we continue on a few other things to hit on, but before we do that, let's take a quick moment uh, to tell our listeners where they can buy our t-shirt set and some of the sponsors for the week. What's up, Thunder fans? This is Jacob from the Uncontested Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that we have fully redesigned our merch store to get you the best Thunder swag available. Just visit cottonbureau.com and search the Uncontested Podcast to find all of our new designs. That's C-O-T-T-O-N-B-U-R-E-A-U.com and search the Uncontested Podcast to find new drops like Josh Giddy's Wizard of Oz or an ode to the Trey Man Step Back. We've also got all the classics like Dortal Combat, Lu Tang Clan, and everyone's favorite MVP, Shea Gilgis Alexander. The best part? You can get any design and the style of apparel you want. So if you're gearing up for the summer and want a tank top, needing a hoodie for the winter in Australia, or you're wanting a Pokemon onesie for your baby, we've got you covered. Make sure to go to cottonbureau.com and search the uncontested podcast to get your new thunder gear today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And we are back. Nick, just a couple of things I wanted to touch on before we get out of here. First, Shea Gilgis-Alexander trade chatter. Why is ben, it always a thing? Ben Gulliver of the Washington Post uh, had in a little notebook type post, uh, a hypothetically said, would a quote, would a giddy breakthrough enable general manager Sam Presti to sell high on Shea Gilgis-Alexander like the San Antonio Spurs did with DeJounte Murray. Uh, this was in reference to him watching Chet and Josh play together in Summer League. Uh, our guy, Dan Favale from Bleacher Report and from Hardwood Knox had a rant on his podcast about this. Jay Skeets from No Dunks uh, said had a quote retweet of this and said it was, um, I think he used the word interesting and maybe something the Thunder would do. Then the replies joked about how the Thunder just look to trade their best player every year. Nick, I'll, I'll let you take the floor first. Thoughts, opinions, rants, complaints, whatever. Go for it. Um, this used to kind of like bother me. Like being being on the beat, like you and I are, where we are ninety five percent hyper focused on the Thunder, but then also are basketball junkies and and just follow the rest of the league more casually used to bother me when stuff like this came out because it was just like, no, you're so dumb. This makes no sense. And I'm to the point now where over the last two years, the, the tank has really brought to light that Oklahoma city's never been covered outside of Oklahoma city. Like even the Russ PG, all those, all those years, people just don't, pay attention like they do other teams like LA, like LA, LA could be a bad team. The Thunder could be a contender and LA is getting more coverage. People are watching more LA games. Um, it's just almost comical. Like people just don't understand basketball and what Oklahoma city is doing, having to build the draft, being a small market. Um, it just shows pretty clearly like who, who knows the plan and what's going on and who doesn't. I'll leave it at that. I like that. I think that's fair. Uh, your take is much more rationalized and down to earth than me. So congrats to you, Nick. Well, I want to hear yours. It's just stupid. Like it's this driven narrative. The one that really kind of got to me was the the no dunks guys going in on it. Uh, the same guys that threw a fit on their podcast because the Thunder traded Moses freaking Brown uh, and then got mad online at people telling them that they don't know what they're talking about. 
Um, my first take, again, the quote was, would a giddy breakthrough enable Sam Presti to sell high on Shea Gilgis-Alexander like the San Antonio Spurs did with DeJounte Murray? Number one, Shea is better than DeJounte Murray. I know DeJounte was an all-star last year, and Shea wasn't. I personally don't think it's close. I think DeJounte Murray is at the peak of his powers. I think DeJounte Murray got a lot of touches last year, and it's not going to look the same in Atlanta next to Trey Young. I don't think DeJounte Murray will be an all-star ever again. I think Shea is just starting to scratch the surface of some of his powers. So I don't like that quote from that viewpoint. Then the other part, a giddy breakthrough would enable this. If Giddy breaks through, you want a guy like Shea next to him. Why would they trade Shea and then go out and hope that whatever they traded Shea for could end up being Shea? I wonder if a Jaden Hardy breakthrough would enable the Mavs to trade Luka. Exactly. It's just like, it makes no sense to me. If they have, if one player becomes good, should they trade the other good player? No, you keep the good players. Like, there's this assumption out there that OKC just wants draft picks to have picks. No, you want draft picks to draft a guy that could end up being like Shea so you can build a contending basketball team. They also act like the Thunder just always trade away their best player. When has that happened? Kevin Durant walked out the door. Paul George asked for a trade. And so they capitalize on maybe one of the best trade halls in the history of trade halls. I mean, that story isn't even halfway written yet. And it has already got you Shea Gilgis Alexander and Jalen Williams. They traded Russ away after PG because it was very clear they were in a teardown. They traded Chris Paul away because that was the expectation. You weren't going to build around a 35-year-old Chris Paul. Those are old guys who don't fit with your team in a rebuild. They're not trading away the guy that literally just turned 24. It's just stupid to me. It is. It's stupid. Speaking of stupid, Nick, per his agent, Vasily Micic will play for Istanbul next season and not make the jump to the NBA. One to 10, how surprised are you? Zero. As soon as it came, I mean, first of all, he does this every year to leverage a contract overseas. Second of all, as soon as it came out that he was looking for guaranteed playing time, $10 million a year, and wanted to play for a contender, like, so does every other 28-year-old on, on planet Earth. Like, I want not, a half a million dollar house, that. a Maserati, and to never have to go to work again. First, nobody nobody gets guaranteed playing time in the NBA. It just it doesn't doesn't work that way. They they could say, you know, we see you in this role, Gabe Deck. If you if you show up and suck, you're not getting minutes, guy. Like that's just how it works. And so between Sam driving a hard bargain like he always does, and Mitchich just having bonkers expectations for what he wanted in his next team. There was never going to be a deal that got done. I Nick, I honestly think 
he was never planning on coming over. That's why those demands came out. That's like, I talk about a lot. I teach for a living, right? Um, and it's like me putting in job applications and getting some interviews at local public schools in the Oklahoma area. And Oklahoma pays like $39,000 a year to teachers and going in and saying, I want my own refrigerator. I want four planned periods a day and I want a hundred K. I'm not serious about that <laughs> job. I'm just bullshitting people. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's exactly what this is. And I know a lot of Thunder fans were thinking like, some people had high expectations. Like, can we trade 12 and Mitchich to get to 10? I, same I hope... people that said is Gabe Deck worth the worth a first round pick. Yeah. Last year, people had thought they were going to be able to trade Mitchich. They couldn't. We came back into this year. People thought they were going to be able to trade Mitchich and get something. They didn't. I hope this is the year where people learn the lesson. He's not coming over. Next year, he will be 29. He is not coming over. He has no intention of playing in the NBA. Over in Europe, he's like the best player. You can't build a better resume than he has. If, if teams exactly. aren't wanting you now, they're not going to want you ever. Exactly. And he's got it so good. I mean, teams over there like pay for your house and pay for your car. Um, you get your salary. Like you get all this stuff included. He's not leaving. So Nick, as we sign out for today, I wanted to do a fun segment here as we close out. I want us to go back and forth and name some things that are more likely to happen than Vasily Micic coming to the NBA. Um, a giddy breakthrough enabling Sam Presti to sell high on Shea Giddles Alexander. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love it. Um, well, I'll go back to the teaching well again. Me actually making a livable wage teaching public ed in Oklahoma. That's more likely than Vasily Mitchell coming over. Uh, the uncontested getting the naming rights to Oklahoma City's new arena in five years. Oh, hey, they keep tanking. <laughs> we'll unload that couple thousand dollars we got. <laughs> Sign us up. Me making the Thunder roster is more likely than Vasily Mitchell being on the Thunder roster. Hey, uh, we have a pickup game on Saturday uh, night. I went and ran. I've been shooting, but I actually went and like actually played pickup last night. We're going to be in an okay spot. Oh, we're going to be all right. Feeling I'm going to rip that soundbite and play it over you getting your ankles broken on video. <laughs> <laughs> um, more likely to happen than Mitchich coming over. Um, us lacing up our sneakers with five minutes until our, our game starts and Justin Peabody walking through the door as a surprise fifth player. I love it. While his wife is in Dallas giving birth simultaneously. <laughs> uh, more likely that Taylor takes a post game this year. We So for those of you who don't know, like we have a sign-up sheet and each one of the hosts of the uncontested will sign up for different games. And if you sign up for a game, you have to tweet during the game, uh, post stuff, and then you have to host the post-game podcast, there is a better chance that Taylor will tweet zero emojis for the entire season than Vasily Mitchich coming to the NBA. Um, I guess we'll we'll keep ragging on Taylor. Um, <laughs> it's more likely that 
Taylor records a podcast less than 20 minutes in a post game, then Mitch oh, coming that over. That happening. That is not. There is a better chance that JD Silva is just completely coherent for a weekend. Then Vasily Mitrich comes over to the NBA. The man that thought that airplanes were zip liners, the man that ate mm-hmm. buffalo chicken poutine, <laughs> thinking it was something completely different. I'm going to cut deep here. I'm ready. It's more likely your D&D player dies. Oh, don't say that. That made me sad. <laughs> that made me real sad. I hope Vich- I hope Mitchich comes over. Did you just call him Bitchich? <laughs> Not intentionally, I promise. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I have it. We got to throw one out for Justin. We've more, ragged on Taylor. We've ragged on Silva. We got to rag on Justin here. More likely that we both grow taller than him. Very, I like that one. It's more likely that Justin makes bad graphics for the uncontested than Mitchich comes over. And Justin has never made a bad graphic in his life. He don't miss. He don't miss. Um, last one. It's more likely that Paulo Bancaro ends up being better than Chet. That's a hot take. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Had to end with the bang. Folks, thanks so much for joining us tonight. If you're in the live chat, we really appreciate that. If you listen to the podcast version, hey, go drop a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts from. Take a screenshot, DM it to us on any of our social channels. And I have some stickers left. I will mail them out to you. I've been uh, frequenting the post office. So get those five-star ratings over before the stickers are all out. We'll be back with you guys Friday night on Twitter with a Twitter spaces. So come hang with us. Then Saturday, the uncontested is going to lace, lace up the sneakers. we got a pickup game to go play, Nick. It's going to be a blast. Uh, we'll probably tweet some stuff out on Saturday. I'm injured. I think. You better not be a DNP, you son of a gun. My ankle hurts. We'll see. And then we are back with you guys again, 9 p.m. Sunday night for another weekly episode. So make sure you tune into YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Watch us live, 9 p.m. Central Time on Sunday. Until then, have a great rest of your week. If you're anywhere in like the American South at all, just stay cool because it is freaking ridiculous out there. We'll be with you guys soon. Until then, and as always, thunder up. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.